Roll it. If we can, you know, do more with Giving Tuesday, if we can shift our resources more to the giving, which is the gospel, I might add. Giving to the local church, giving to missionaries, giving to World Vision or Compassion International, all these different things would absolutely be utterly appropriate, but just recognizing that you're making a change with that as opposed to um, doing something like buying a TV for yourself. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. This is not a test. It's time to level up. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith. You know, Phil has not been on the podcast for quite some time now. Um, there was there was a rumor going about that he was going to join us uh, for this recording session for the... Black Friday episode. The Black, the Black Friday episode has been kind of an ongoing thing. It's happened more than two years, so that really feels like an ongoing thing, especially in internet years. Because with internet years, uh, you double it and add 10. I'm pretty sure is how that works, Jeremy. Look it up. You can Google that. I'm pretty sure that's how internet time works. But I digress. So Phil is still very much part of Church Mag. He's in the back channel. Uh, we've been dropping some of his Doctor Who devotional posts. I mean, the dude, he recently did a series. He, he's, he's all over the place, right? He just hasn't been on the podcast. That being said, we began to talk about like, hey, what are we going to do for the Black Friday podcast? Uh, Phil's thinking maybe he would come on, et cetera, et cetera. But Phil breathed life, new life into the Black Friday episode via the Slack. So even though he's not here in person, he's in this podcast in spirit still. He is uh, omniscient. That, it's it's that, true. That's uh, true. True story. We love him. So uh, this is the Philcast, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> the Church Mag Philcast. Um, instead of doing the Black Friday thing, which kind of turns into the focus of all things that really have nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> Black Friday is very Black Friday. Uh, so he's like, hey, why don't you guys talk about something else? And, you know, I got to think about our time in Italy, Jeremy, and how <laughs> in Italy... And for those of you that don't know, and it might sound funny, but living overseas, living in Italy, getting questions from those stateside, you'd be surprised what some people may or may not know. <clears throat> they would they would ask, like, what do Italians do for Thanksgiving? That was a that was a question, right? Which to us was very humorous because the answer is it's just any other Thursday, right? It's what it mean is what's Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is really only important to uh Everyone here in the States, it's a state thing. But what's interesting is that another part of our culture that, we, that has come up is Black Friday, right? The big sales after Christmas, day after Thanksgiving. It's, it's a thing. I mean, we've, we have a podcast, and Phil's told some hilarious stories about that. And um, what's interesting is that in Italy, they had Black Friday deals, Um and it was just so interesting because there's no sign of Thanksgiving whatsoever. In fact, my uh, one of my laptops that I that I got that I had when we moved back over, uh, I got through Dell and I got it on a Black Friday sale. And you go, oh well, that's Dell. Yeah, I understand it's Dell, but it was Dell.it. It's the Italian Dell. There was no, you know, and it was still Black Friday. So, and we see flyers for it as well. So it's interesting how how much part of our culture Black Friday has become. Yeah. Well, I, I would say Black Friday is the beginning of it, but now apparently there's Gray Thursday. There is... There's Gray Thursday? When did this start? Like a super recent stupid thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So is Wednesday like a white day? Like white, gray, black? I don't know. This is yeah, weird. it is weird. 
And then at the same time, there is um, small town. There's a small town one. Are you serious? Saturday? Yeah, small town Saturday. Where you're supposed to like buy locally. There's Cyber Monday, like you had said. There's oh. just all these conversations of how to spend your money because we want a piece of it. And before all this, but after Black Friday, there was, um, and I guess still is, uh, Giving Tuesday, which is basically, hey, there's a whole bunch of consumer stuff, but you know, charities really kind of need some help too. So maybe you give to a charity. That would be kind of good because they're really hurting for money right now. And that was Phil's idea. He's like, hey guys, why don't we talk about Giving Tuesday? Because clearly there's enough focus on what you can get for yourself, right? (laughs) Because apparently small town set, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell the fam about this one. I mean, in a lot of places, it makes sense because it's all about giving to the community, right? Yeah, that, I don't mind that one too much. But the the point is, is that Giving Tuesday was set aside, like you said, for organizations, nonprofits, uh, for donations. Um, but I mean, like, as we look at the holidays coming up and everything else, and we look at the disproportion of what you know we we kind of do for ourselves versus we do others it is it is a little a little concerning i mean it to some degree it's it's a shame it's clear on tuesday right like hey if you have anything left over <laughs> it's 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 kind of flip-flopped right as christians we should look at that and go ah eh, that's backwards it should be giving friday right uh in, instead of giving um, Tuesday, but clearly Cyber Monday was taken, so they just grabbed the next best day, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I guess, I guess what we're trying to say is that uh, not all organizations have a Giving Tuesday thing. A lot of I know, I know many do have a Giving Tuesday push. Good for them, quite frankly. Um, but even if there's an organization that is near and dear to you, or is special, or anything, uh, please consider it. You know, look it up. Even if they don't have an official Giving Tuesday promo or uh, i know there's some there's some other cool things like the heifer project and compassion where you can actually buy a gift for someone in someone else's name and even if they don't have one of those programs we have done that as a family uh we have said hey we bought this for this organization that's going to help out these people in your name we did it in your name um and you know if There's so many times I've gotten gifts, and I mean, it's great. I understand that the thought counts. If the thought really counts, then do something for Giving Tuesday for somebody. And, you know, some people, they have lots of things. They already have lots of things, right? Do we need any more? I mean, get get a card, make a card, whatever. Make a Giving Tuesday donation in that person's name and put a nice note in there and say, hey, you know, we we did this in your honor, right? Um, If you feel, you still feel like you want to give them a gift, because I do realize that, you know, there, some people have different love languages and, and maybe that would hurt their feelings. I don't know, you know, that you should be sensitive to those things, but, you know, throw in a little Starbucks card or whatever in there as well. But, um, yeah. And I would say that having worked for a nonprofit that did social media, when it is literally the first year that this happened, um, I know that our organization didn't know how to capitalize on it, but I heard the year after that they had made a sizable amount of money, especially when done with intentionality of having people lined up to give. And then the third year that it happens, they promoted how much money that they made. 
and then pushed that out to people. And so that was actually really huge for if done well, if done with intentionality strategically, um, the first year didn't happen. I, I don't know the numbers. So let's say X tens of thousands of dollars. And then the third year, um, a month beforehand, they promoted how they had that. And then they had matching donations from those same organizations that were going to give the first time or the second time around. Then you essentially doubled, if not more, because you have the matching donations of what people origin- are giving on top of what was originally given, plus people that just go above and beyond that, and it just snowballs from that. That's amazing. So if done well, you can be really, really successful. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, sometimes I feel like people get hammered, like, you're so selfish, you need to give more. <laughs> but that's just an example of an organization that is using technology and good communication and good marketing, um, and marketing meaning getting the message out there, Right. Uh, helping people understand what's going to ha- happen with their money, right? To, to understand the end result. How it's just getting out there and making the ask. That's all you have to do is get out there and, and make, you know, do it well, like, like we say. And people will give, right? I mean, people want to give. It's not that people don't want to give. It's just oftentimes it's so overwhelming, you know, especially during the holidays. And um, I, I know there's one organization or, or several times this has happened. One time, I remember we had like a, you know, a magazine catalog and then we also, there was an online thing, multiple different organizations and I, that, that did this thing where you're basically adding items to a cart and then you can send an email or download a cart or whatever. And it had like the picture of what you got and and everything it was so cool so somebody got this this cool card or email that you know says that it was purchased in their honor and it had it had something that you could relate right you could see like oh look at that that's a goat and they're gonna get that and they're gonna be able to provide that is such a cool thing someone in the world is going to provide substance and uh and business to these people in need so it's not like this money is just there used and gone but something that's actually sustainable that's going to help perpetuate and change those people's life I mean, it's just like such a cool thing right um just the whole thing i you, clearly i'm very excited about this uh just the ability to like go online and shop for other people in need and give in other people's honor it's like such a cool thing so if anybody wants to do that for me Please do. <laughs> well, and I'll be honest. We both lived as missionaries, different routes where I raised to do my job and you were being successful by the business stuff, but there was still that sending piece of having that support of the church. And so the giving doesn't, so I have a tough time with as far as how to do the tithing and um, where the donations should go in general. Um, I know that a lot of places, including the church that I currently attend, talk about how the giving should be to the church and then anything on top of that should be given elsewhere. There's no actual like scripture that supports you should give your money to overseas missionaries because that's not true. Um, but I do think that um, giving to the local church, giving to missionaries, giving to um, World Vision or Compassion International, all these different things would absolutely be utterly appropriate. But just recognizing that you're making a change with that as opposed to um, doing something like buying a TV for yourself and 
and us millennials, Eric, you're not in this because you're too old. What? But you are us millennials. I demand a recount. Us millennials are look are generations. More, gener- the whole generation thing. The whole thing's a hoax. Oh jeez, I'm right? not going down that route. Um, us millennials <laughs> are definitely more, much more experiential based. I mean, my family included. Of at some point, we stopped getting a ton of presents. We got a present, and then the rest of the money that normally we would spend on ourselves, we gave to another local family for their Christmas to have. Um, and so something like uh, um, Giving Tuesday feeds into this millennial um, generation and younger. And at the same time with the incorporating the technology stuff, it just makes sense to be able to do and do well. And Facebook is making that happen really well, where they talk about you can set up a donation for your specific charity. Um, in fact, even on my birthday, we had a situation where they said, hey, if anybody gives to your um, specific or for your birthday, Facebook will give money to the charity of your choice. So I think that that's really important, too. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a family that uh, a majority of my family was following them on Instagram. They had an issue with their, their small child and a lot of medical comp- complications. And they were in need and they were they were trying to. Uh, they had a need that required funds, and so we, you know, that's what we did. We did that whole thing with the whole gift thing, and and and, and sent it to them. And so, and, and they didn't even have necessarily a formal thing. Um, but it was just cool because they had been followed through social media and Instagram, right? And it wasn't a big organization or anything formal in that way. And it was just cool, like via social media and technology, like you're saying, connections are made, right? Lives are touched, you know, uh, through story. And, yeah, we sent to him. Like, um, it was cool. It was cool. And I, th- um, I think that that's really hard. And if you're waiting for Giving Tuesday to figure that out, it's too late. Yeah. You need to figure that right. out now. You need to figure it out now. Yeah. Giving Tuesday is just a good reminder. I would say that that's where it starts. Yeah. I don't mean to overcomplicate it with these stories. No, no, no. Um, no I think the stories are just, really important. They're, what, they're good, but like, you know, giving. if you're new to this, if you're new to this, you know, just, you know, and you're like, hey, we should do this, then yeah, you know, Giving Tuesday is a great way, like, this year, this is what we're going to do. And trust me, trust me, trust me when I say this. If you start, if you've never done, if you've never done it before, or you've kind of half-heartedly done it, if you say, you know what, I'm going to do it on Giving Tuesday, and you become mindful of it in that sense, then next year it will be easier. Because, you know how you go the whole year, and you're like, hey, uncle, aunt, cousin, brother, sister, mom, dad, whatever. You see like thing in a store and you're like, that would be a perfect gift. And then you get it. Like it's July and you get it and you set it aside. I don't know if anyone does that. Some people do. But the point is, is that you're thinking about what to get that person almost all year round. It's in the back of your mind. Admit it. It's in the back of your mind, right? The same thing happens with this. So if you know like Giving Tuesday, I'm going to make it happen. And then it's on your mind, right? And then you see like, hey, I, I like what that organization is doing. Hey, maybe we should do that for ours this year, right? And so you kind of tuck it away. And then when Giving Tuesday comes around and you're, and it doesn't even have to be Giving Tuesday, it can be for quote unquote Christmas, whatever. When it's time to do the gift giving, then you can give to these, to, to that organization or to those organizations if, if that's what you want to do. So anyway, yeah, Giving Tuesday, giving instead of getting, I don't know. So the guy that hosted the raid onto the chat said, uh, his name's Scott, man. He said his mom does that where she buys it way ahead of time and then forgets where she puts it. So I think that's highly appropriate. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. That's so awesome. Where did I put that gift? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Or if you're me and you're a little Mr. Snoop, you discover the presents way too early like you shouldn't have. Listen, once I found mine by accident. By quote, I was, accident. No, absolutely. I was I was playing in the basement. It sounds weird as an adult when I say that. Like, why was a child playing in the basement? It was cold outside, okay? I had energy. We had... It wasn't finished. Why, wait, why is that weird? And the, I don't know why that. It sounded weird. I was playing I lived, in the basement. I lived in Cold Town, Ohio. My parents had an unfinished business where they had a pool table downstairs and a like finished floor. An unfinished business. You said, un, you said unfinished business. That was hilarious. We we used to play indoor basketball. Remember for all the rage there? Maybe maybe not. Maybe this is. I'm getting old here. Uh, it was all the rage, like little basketball hoops. So we had like a little basketball hoop in the basement, and we would actually play basketball in the basement. You couldn't jump too high, otherwise you'd hit your hand on the rafters. But we had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing that. We'd have slam dunk contests. I'm not sure how, but we did. I don't, and when I think in my mind how we even did that, I don't know how we did it. But we <laughs> made it work, man. We had slam dunk contests. It was awesome. Um, but anyway, I was bouncing a, a racquetball. I was, it was the year I found out there was no Santa Claus. Um, it was, it was. Twitch, <laughs> I'm so sorry that if would, that ruined your entire. That. It did not. I would have found out anyway. I mean, not that I wasn't suspicious, but anyway, the ball bounced into this box. This like, um, uh, it was like a wardrobe box, right, with clothes in it. It bounced in there. It was open. It bounced in. I'm like, oh man! So I'm like reaching my hand down in there, and I'm all, you know, oh, <laughs> yo, Joe, <laughs> a bunch of GI Joes in there. <laughs> so I'm like, oh crap! So my aunt gets to the house. She's at our house in there. I'm like. I tell her what happened. Like she's like, "Okay, don't worry about it. I'll handle it." I'm like, "Okay, okay." So she handled it, and then I, you know, that's when I learned Santa didn't exist. I mean, I would have found it anyway, but I'm pretty sure she like told my folks, and then they, you know. But anyway, what did this have to do with? Oh, missing. Yeah, hiding the gifts. Yeah, good thing she doesn't. Your your mom doesn't wrap them because imagine if she wrapped them, and then it would be like Easter all the time. Like she would just be looking for something and find this wrapped gift and not even know who it was for it'd be quite the surprise (laughs) i definitely carry on the family tradition of buying the gifts early and then not wrapping them until like literally christmas eve night i mean i don't know why i do that but it is what it's not even like a procrastinator because you've purchased the gift so far ahead of time you're not procrastinating i don't know what that is that's it's it's laziness it is a hundred percent laziness sir oh it's laziness yeah that's that's very insightful of you to notice that that was laziness i was gonna like make some santa claus joke but you went there all right i i I have to own it man it's a therapist in the building people (laughs) (laughs) own it for sure. Name it. <laughs> oh, now we're getting spiritual with that, All right? <laughs> and I was going to go Stuart Smalley on you. <laughs> um, Fa- name it, face it, and erase it. That's what I <laughs> There it is. That's exactly what I'm I was good thinking. good enough. I'm smart enough. And dog con it, people like So that. how would you um, push this for people that want to try it out like what what would be if you are the customer eric what would be the first thing that they need to consider doing this is what you should do like if this is the first time right i think you got to like work from your base and then work out i think it's fun 
um, I think it's fun, like I was saying, you buying the gifts in people's name. That can be really fun for, you know, family members. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Grandma and Grandpa a lot of times have a lot of crap, and they don't need more crap, okay? And they might really appreciate that kind of a gift. So I think that that can be a cool thing if you kind of want to mix it up a little bit. Or even, like, if you're a little bit nervous about not giving something something material to someone then maybe do like a half and half that would be a good way to start kind of doing a half and half see what the response is you know because i understand that these things can be dicey sometimes right um people get weird about gifts um at least in my experience uh but then there's some dysfunction in my family so that might have something to do with it i don't know rather i do know and there is something wrong but i digress i'm probably not the only one so that might you want you might want to consider that but where to start is make it a family thing. Like, hey, family, you know, hey, kids, um, this is what we want to do this year. We want to, uh, we're going to spend, as a family, uh, we're going to spend this much less, right? Uh, and this is really, this works really well if you have a budget. If you're not a budgeter, then maybe you should be, but even if you're not, you can still wing this one. We're going to spend this much less, and we're going to find someone or something, an organization to give it to, right? Uh, and, and, I'm especially with kids. I'm all for presenting the options, like creating the options for them, opposed to like open ended. Because who knows where you're going to land if you just make it open ended, and say these are the few that we're considering, and we we're going to discuss as a family and decide who we're going to pick. That might be a fun way to do it. Or if you're worried that there's going to be some conflict amongst the ranks, uh, you could even say, hey, this is the organization that we're thinking about, and then everyone could kind of check it out, and then, hey, what does everybody think? And because it's a new idea, no one's going to even really know what to think, yeah. and it can be a really exciting, fun thing, but making it a, like a like a family process to get started, I think, is a good well, idea. Well, and if, if you ever go to something like, um, oh, what is that one that's the Give, Give Heifer or something like that? Yeah, the Heifer Project. Yeah, Heifer, Heifer Project. Project. That's a fun um, one. That one, you can, I've seen it done, I haven't done it myself, but I've seen it done where you give your children like $40 to spend yes. on the heifer project. Yes. And then they decide what they want to do. Cause you can buy someone a cow. You can um, set it up where you, my kids love that. Um, they were like, let's get you, ducks. Oh my gosh. They have this. Yeah, oh, yeah. You, oh, so you get, pick how you help yeah. support. Yes. Do, and, and you can send it to a bunch of different people mm-hmm, or all to mm-hmm. one person. Yeah. I had a grandmother who had lots of goats. So we did the goat for them. She was mm-hmm. very, I mean, she was, she was ecstatic. I mean, like, you know, she loved her ghosts and the idea that she was giving a goat to somebody else in the world in her name, you know, that was like a really cool thing. Right. Um, and it could be fun for your kids too, especially if you go, Hey kids, you know, there's so many different ways you can do it. Right. That's so much fun. Imagine if you were like, all right, kids, um, like you were saying, Jeremy, you know, everyone has this X amount of dollars, pick something pick something that you want to give and they're looking at the catalog and they're like, you know, they're like looking at the math. Okay. I've got like 50 bucks. I can get like, do I get a half a dozen chicks? You know, maybe my brother or my sister, uh, will go in and we could get a whole pig for somebody. We could like do like go in together for it. Like just that whole process is fun. There's a lot of value in that process. Well, and I love the, and that in itself is I rewarding. love the Heifer yeah. project of like literally going into stories of what, I mean, it's not just a matter of giving, but then you get to read the stories behind it. When you give that duck, what happens? Or when you give that cow, how does that help? And so you give it to a woman who is supporting her one child that she has to raise by herself. And that allows her to start a business and literally raise that child without any need or worry of what could happen to her family. And so you just get to consume that. And I think that's absolutely amazing to be able to read. 
those details and to see how you're changing that life. Not only just you, but your kid then did that for them and to be able to communicate how that giving changes other people's lives. So I think that's really important. Absolutely. I, I think that uh, it is certainly um, a great opportunity. And as we've kind of spitballed with our own personal experiences and maybe new ideas, you know, hopefully there's enough fodder here for you to either do one of these things or come up with your own. Uh, if you have any st- stories you'd like to share, s- send it to us. We would, it would be so cool to share some on the podcast, especially, you know, during the holidays here, just send it to podcast at church mag is our, is the email address or, you know, via social media, whatever, however, however you can figure out to contact us. Uh, we would certainly like to, to share that story, but, um, I think, you know, uh, it's a great opportunity to enable and empower and just have this experience of giving at personally, as well as sharing with our family and teaching our kids and, and actually making a positive difference in the world, you know, instead of, you know, drawing more kind of junk unto yourself, unto yourself, you know, all that stuff that you see at the store has a price that was paid by somebody who put it together. Uh, the trash that we create from it has a cost that affects the world, that affects uh, other countries as well, you know, the, the impoverished. Um, so there's there's a lot of consequence to our activities during the holiday season that we never see. We see the, the, the pretty lights and the fun, but um, the the mark, I'm afraid, that, that some of our actions make on the world is, is a dark mark. And if we can, you know, do more with Giving Tuesday, if we can shift our resources more to the giving, which is the gospel, I might add. I think that we have a amazing and beautiful opportunity to do the opposite of that of that mark and do something really positive and really shine the light and be the light that Jesus is. The question is, do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast? We hope you do. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag, and tell us what you love about the Church Mag podcast. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We love them. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.